What's up, everybody? This is Coach Allie bringing you this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast titled New Year, Same Me. We're going to talk about how to have a killer 2023, set those goals while also staying true to who you are. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond, and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Allie Mancuso, and I'm excited to start this new year with a bang with this podcast called New Year, Same Me. And I titled that on purpose because I think a lot of times when we're setting goals in this season, we forget and neglect the state in which we are currently at. And so today, really the goal, what I want to accomplish is, yes, give you some tangibles for some things that you can set some goals in, maybe some mindfulness areas, different things that I think are healthy to think about when it comes to 2023, the season that we have in front of us, while also reflecting on the year that you just got out of and being real with yourself for where you are at what you need to grow in, and how to be a healthier you in 2023. So first of all, I want to hit on taking stock in where you are at currently. And I think we don't slow down enough to even ask that question a lot of times. I think it's very healthy to ask that question. And I think that Even the things I'm going to talk about today aren't things that you only have to do in January or end of December, kind of turning over a new leaf into the new year. These are things that you can consistently check in with yourself um, on, whether that be at the end of each month or quarterly, you can slow down and really take stock in where you're at, in your mental health, in your stress levels in you know those, those seven Fs that we talk about all the time. And I think it's really, really healthy to do that. So if I'm looking back even on my own life of 2022, my husband and I had a lot of change happen. We have had some wonderful highs and some lows. We had some unexpected news and some great joys. So it's good to reflect on those things to know where you've been and what you've walked through and it's also empowering to take time to reflect on that because we push so hard and we drive so hard. And you guys know, listening to this, I'm Miss Goals Queen, right? I, I love to be organized. I love to have things in the future to be sprinting towards. I love to have my to-do list, but it's really healthy and therapeutic, honestly, to just slow down and take a breath, reflect so that you can turn 
that page to a new chapter, so to speak, and really turn over a new leaf, staying the same you. And that's really why I wanted to title this that because people say, oh, new year, new me all the time or some corny, cheesy (laughs) variation of that phrase. But at the end of the day, you are still you. And if you have bad habits, if you have a horrible mindset, if you have negative self-talk, if you have toxicity in your life in multiple areas, then why do we think that just because it's a new year, you're going to be a new you? The answer is you won't be. And the answer is that you're going to have these high expectations for your life that you don't measure up to probably very quickly. And then you're in the boat of fear, shame, doubt, all of those negative emotions because you don't understand the why behind why you didn't measure up to your goal, why you are the way that you are, why these things are happening to you in your life. And we've created this chasm mentally for ourselves where we have this vision or this dream of where we want to be, but the practicality and the reality sets in for where we're actually at. So I think taking stock in where you're at is going to be my point number one today, because as we end um, December and we're going into January, I think I did a podcast a little bit similar to this last year or the year before. (laughs) I don't know. We've done so many. Um, But I do this personally in my own life every year. And it's not something that has to be a big deal publicly. You don't have to post on your social media about it or even do it with somebody else. But just take stock. Like what happened to you this past year? Did you go through things that were pretty heavy, that were sad, that produced growth in your life? that you learned something through it. Like those are all things to take note of. And I would encourage you guys to maybe journal those things down or write them in a Google sheet or a document or notepad or whatever, wherever your means of of note taking is and lives. I am I personally hate journaling. I know it's really good for me. I was just talking to one of my good friends about that. She's like, have you ever thought about journaling your thoughts? I'm like, that's hilarious because my sister tells me that all the time. And I know I should, but it's it's just very hard for me to sit down and, and journal. But I know that it's good for me. And I do enjoy writing things down at the end of the year and, and doing this process. So even if you're out there and you are like me, I encourage you to take the time and uh, reflect on this last year. What happened? What was good? What was bad? Not from a task or event purpose, but a an emotional purpose um, and a a journey lens. So seeing that through where you've been, why you went through that, have you processed those emotions? And really, are you even in a place where you can set consistent, healthy, strong, detailed, specific goals for 2023? Without doing that work, I feel like our goals that we set or our resolutions rather that people throw around are very hollow and they are insufficient for what we actually need and what we actually desire in our life. So that's why that's my first point today. But once you've taken that process to go through that, it's awesome because you know where you measure up and where you're at. So number two in this podcast list today is set the vision for yourself. So once we've reflected on where we've been, we don't want to stay there, but it gives you stock in where you're at. So set the vision for 2023. The year in front of you 
is a clean slate. It's an open canvas for you to paint your life on. Yes, there are unexpected things that come up in life that you cannot control. That's going to be a constant concept for your entire life, right? And the sooner you understand that, the less you feel the need to control every bit around you because life has a level of unexpectedness in its nature that is honestly beautiful as well. But set the vision means where do you want to be, you know, six months from now, three months from now, in May, September, during the holidays next year, this time next year, where would you like to be? And it's okay if those are kind of lofty goals or you have big dreams because you can always work backwards in making those more realistic and more practical and implementing them monthly or quarterly or biannually or whatever that looks like. And you guys know I I love doing that and I love helping other people implement those type of strategies and schedules in their life um, for goal setting. But I think those are really important questions. When you set the vision for yourself, where do you want to be in a year? Or maybe you have short-term goals where you need something in three months, six months. You know, this past year flew by for me. I was just talking to my uh, Spanga class today. I teach a fitness class called Spanga It's spin strength and yoga. So if you are in a city around the United States and know what that is, uh, go to your Spanga studio and tell you Allie from the Southwest Omaha branch sent you. Um, I'm an instructor there and I was explaining this to my, my class this morning and we were all talking about goals and it just, it really got me thinking about everybody who I've impacted even through that and through powerhouse stuff over the last year and if I want that to be the same impact, greater impact in different fields. And I think it's a really it's a really good question and good thing to go through to stretch yourself and really set that vision for the future once you've done the past. So number three then is what prevents you from doing what you set out to do, set out to do. So once you have that vision, even if it's rough vision, even if it's lofty dreams or goals, What would prevent you from doing that? Are you a roadblock to yourself accomplishing that? Do you not have enough time to accomplish that? What about other distractions that consistently come up in your life? If if you are a mom or you have a spouse or you work three jobs or you whatever, insert distraction, or maybe you just watch too much Netflix or (laughs) your, your phone is never on silent or work mode and you don't know how to manage your time, maybe lack of energy, accountability is lacking, you just make excuses for yourself, negative habits, etc. There's lots of things that could prevent you from doing what you set out to do and holding yourself accountable to the words that you are declaring over your life and that you, um, you want to achieve at a deep level. And if you don't know what's preventing you from doing that, you don't know the bottlenecks, the distractions, how on earth do you think that you're going to combat them when they arise? And a lot of times we are our own distraction and we are our own bottleneck and we lack the awareness to call a spade a spade and be accountable to ourselves. So that's a really important exercise too. I'm kind of talking from a high level standpoint here just because I want to give you guys a framework to dive into some of these questions on your own time if you're listening to this. And this is kind of what I do and um, I do for my family and my husband and, and Megan and I do as well. So giving you the behind the scenes little framework here <laughs> if I were to put it on paper. 
So next, number four is your actual goal setting. And this can be your weekly, monthly, annually. Like I said earlier, it's not just something that you can do in January or end of December for the following year. It's a cultural thing to do it now because everyone's like, oh, new year, you know, new everything. I want new things. I want a new body. I want a new habits. I want to new all, all these things, right? I think I just said want to new. I mean, you could want to do things, but wrong tense of the new. But anyway, so goal setting can be something that you learn to love and it's not just something you do in January, but all the time. So what are some of these common resolutions that I'm sure you guys have seen a social media post about or you have read a little bit on? Um, I'm just going to rattle off several here that I know I have worked with clients on, I have implemented in my own life, or I've just read some of these online, okay? I'm just going to rattle off some so you guys have this in the audio for the podcast. Okay, common resolutions, build a better budget, practice mindfulness, cook something new each week, read more books, stick to a cleaning schedule, drink less alcohol, make more dinners at home, start meal prepping, commit to a healthier sleep routine. That's a good one. Can I get an amen? Join a club or new activity, quit a bad habit, learn to love vegetables, drink more water, prioritize your health and going to the doctor. Ooh, that's a big one. I'll let that one sit there for a moment. Exercise your brain own a plant. I I kill plants. I'm, I'm not a good plant owner, but I really try. Take the stairs more often. Do yoga more. Plan a vacation. I'm starting to sound like a robot. <laughs> Head to a day spa. Make time for cuddling with a loved one. Schedule your relaxation time. Jumpstart a new career. Book a therapy or counseling session. That one's huge. Volunteer regularly. Get a body positive mindset. Listen to podcasts or novels as you drive or work out. Lift weights at least once a week. Get better supportive tennis shoes. Try a workout class. Try a new diet plan for 30 days. Learn a new skill or hone an average one that you currently have. Make a decision on one thing you are procrastinating right now. Hang a new family photo in your house or in your room. Try hydrotherapy. Create a routine to declutter your kitchen. Delegate a task to someone else. Throw out or donate old clothes that you don't wear anymore. Uplevel your wardrobe in everyday practical statement pieces. I have that on my list for sure to do this year. Find a new hobby. Give yourself a new look. Invest in a skincare routine. Make playlists that make you happy. Start walking more. Journal daily. Do one thing at a time. I am horrible at that because I want to do like 19 things at once. Unless I'm really focused and I, you know, do my routine and all of that that I coach other people to do, then I'm good at it. But everyone's human, right? Clean your chaos room in your house or the junk drawer in your room. Make your bed every morning. Go to bed on time. Commit to a screen-free bedtime. Give yourself more compliments. Head out of the house without your phone on purpose. Cut out toxic people in your life. Read up on the news more. Add fruits, vegetables, and protein to your grocery list. Buy a protein 
shake mix that you enjoy. Buy a protein shake mix that you enjoy. A little bit of a tongue twister for me today as I'm recording this. Take some Epsom salt baths. Be more spontaneous. Learn an instrument. Get more artsy and visit a few museums. Light more candles in your house. Uplevel your makeup routine and products, etc. So there's a million other things that you can add to your goals list, to your um, resolutions list for this next year. You can utilize these even the following year. If you're not listening to this in the year that I'm recording it, if you're listening to it back, great. I'm sure 99% of these still apply to you that you can pull and implement to your current life. So pull the ones that really resonate with you. And maybe some of those are short-term for this season. Maybe some of those are more long-term or you can unpack them or, um, the opposite of that for these. Like some of these were really specific goals. Some of them were kind of general. So topically take the ones that really pertain to who you are and the version of yourself that you want to be while staying true to yourself, obviously, but um, taking action steps in the way that just make you a healthier person all the way around is really the goal um, of what we should be doing when we're setting these resolutions. So with that, number five, set yourself up for success. Do you have a planner or a method of organization? How are you tracking your progress? So once you set that goal, it's really important that you are setting yourself up for success, not just saying, oh, I'm going to do this, but the how. So are you tracking through paper? Like you're going to write something down every day. Are you tracking through your phone? Maybe an app, depending on what it is. So take time for the goals that you set or for the intentions that you're setting for this next year of having a system for your success for each thing. Don't just say, oh, well, I'm going to remember it or whatever. It's all going to stay in my head. It won't. You know, there's going to be days where you're busy, where work gets in the way, kids get in the way, whatever. And don't let that be a distraction because when you're organized, then it doesn't have to be. Okay. Number six, hold yourself accountable to your goal. So who in your life will help you achieve these goals? Who needs to be your motivator when you don't want to do something? Because to be honest, we all have those moments where we're feeling like absolute crap and we just can't, we can't go to the gym. We can't, not that we can't, we won't go to the gym. We didn't get good sleep last night. Like work was terrible or whatever, right? Life happens and we need another person to be accountable to or to motivate us in those moments to help pick us up and say, hey, you can do this. Who's that person in your life if it's not you? And everybody needs at least another person, in my opinion. Also, what is your why behind your goals? Why do you want to accomplish that thing? And let your why be a self-accountability practice for you. Because when you think about that why, it helps create that burning desire to push forward. It's not just like, oh, this is a hope of mine, but it's and it becomes a need, even if it is a hope, but it becomes a need in your life. Like I need, I know I need to get healthy. So this is a value that's important to me. And that is why I'm going to push through this mindset of, oh, I don't need to go to the gym or, oh, I don't need to do X, Y, Z, whatever your goal is. And I'm going to push forward and take action, even though my body doesn't feel like it. Number seven, plan your reward system. How will you reward yourself when you absolutely crush your goals next year? And, you know, are these rewards healthy and still keep you moving forward? That's another huge question because sometimes rewards can be negative. So for instance, 
using a, a health goal is, is just easy. If your reward is that you're going to binge eat sweets for three days after you crush a health goal, that's probably not the healthiest thing in the world because not only is it going to throw you off your plan, but you're also going to feel like absolute crap because of the salt or sugar intake and the spikes of your insulin and it's going to affect your sleep and all that. So doing things in moderation that are also healthy rewards, but still giving yourself that reward because it is a very important part of the process. And that's also something to look forward to as well. Then eight, think about the end result and how you will feel when you've accomplished it. You will be able to look back and say, I freaking did that. And that is my favorite thing in the world. So Tune that into your own narrative, what you need to be able to motivate yourself and give you that why, like I was talking about, uh, the, a deeper meaning that connects you to your goals, to your intentions for this year beyond just like, oh, I hope to do this. If you connect an emotion to it and you connect more of a why behind doing what you're doing, then it helps with that self-accountability. It helps with you being able to you know, get out of bed in the morning when you don't feel like it and, and drink water and, and or whatever your goal is and stick to it because you have that why and you have that constant reminder, hey, when I get to this point, I will feel X. And that's super, super powerful. So in a nutshell, all of those eight points, new year, same me. I want all of you guys to realize that you are uniquely beautiful. And even if your last year that you went through was difficult, if it was challenging, if it was unexpected, if you went through hardships, or if you had a great year last year, this next year is, like I said, a blank canvas for you to paint on. I don't know if you paint on a canvas or you draw on a canvas. I'm not, I'm not artsy in that way. I think you paint on canvas. One of my art, art majors or something listening to this, you're like, oh, answering my question for me. But it is what you make of it, right? Life's going to come at you with some right hooks, left hooks, and all of that. But you control the action that you take. You control the goals that you set, the intention that you have on your life, the strength of your mindset that you have. That's all things. Those are all things that you can control. So I want to encourage all of you guys that once you do the deep work of knowing who you are and kind of reflecting on where you've been and letting that motivate you and empower you to be the strong women that I know you all to be, um, you can set those goals for the future and let it empower you as a stepping stone and propel you into 2023. Or if you're listening to this back, whatever year you're about to um, come into or season you're about to come into. And let that motivate you. Let that help you just absolutely crush your dreams because I know that it's been that way for me. And this is scratching the surface with you know, this organization and all of these goals. But I promise you, if you implement some of these things, you'll see that return on investment. And it'll be really, really cool to just look back and say, hey, I, I crushed this while also staying true to myself. And that should be the goal all around. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Allie. Thanks, guys. I will see you next week. Hey everyone, popping in here really quick. This is Coach Megan, and I'm so excited to announce that we are opening up our usually clients-only mastermind 
to just 10 more people. This amazing winter wonderland experience is going to help absolutely radically transform your mindset coming into competition. It's going to give you a full opportunity to practice and repeat your skill set on stage during our entire mock pageant, as well as five full mock interviews that you guys will get to participate in. I'm super, super excited to offer this experience. Normally, like I said, is only for powerhouse club level people and above. And we have a special, special fast action discount that you guys can look at. If you just go to the details at mastermind.powerhousepageantry.com. This is going to be a very close knit experience. We're only offering this to a total of 20 people. And like I said, 10 of those spots have been taken by people inside of our organization already. And these weekends just, they, it's something super, super different. It's going to be here in Omaha, Nebraska. We have them just a couple times a year. And these are absolutely transformative experiences. There's just something about being in person where a lot of things just click, you know, there's so much that we're able to accomplish online and we do the absolute best that we can. And I'd like to say we do, you know, a a darn good job about it, but there's just something about being in person. And, um, the first comment that I usually hear is, oh my gosh, you and coach Allie are actually real and people want to hug us, you know, and you're like, you're not a hologram. And, and that's pretty fun, especially when you've worked with people for a year or two and you finally get to meet them in person. But if you definitely want to see a little bit more about what it looks like to work with us, but not having to make the full commitment to joining the Academy or one of our other programs, the mastermind is a great first step where you absolutely positively will leave with all of your skills up-leveled. And you'll also get a really, really great kind of academic representation of where your skill set is, according to us, using our five-point powerhouse judging system, as well as just naturally being in the environment, a competitive environment, you know, around other people who are there trying to accomplish their goals and that you'll get to see performing and on stage and things of that nature as well. So again, just go to mastermind.powerhousepageantry.com and you guys can learn all the more information. And I hope to see you in Omaha, Nebraska in February. Hey guys, it's Coach Allie. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast. Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you stayed all the way to this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I want to make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community. And we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.